0: Seen anything
1: like that? I'm a very confident front runner. for have for 33 years, 145 wins now, and that's the best win I've ever had. I have no idea what you have. I don't know. How are we going to count all the shots? You, I, I can't keep track.
0: Suck, Damn it! I
1: don't think he's pleased.
0: Of course I would. That's a, that's a particularly stupid question. It's the Irish Open. Of course, we want to play at the weekend.
2: Okay, you're welcome along. Golf Weekly coming at you. We have Fionn Davenport. Hello, Fionn. Hey, Joe. And Peter Laurie, hello to you. Hello, Fion. Joe, even. <laughs> What's your name? My name.
0: <laughs>
2: Just too many podcasts, really going on. You know, I get yeah. confused, Joe. Okay, we're all look. We're all the same. You, 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 there's, there's there are the professional golfers and then the others. That's how you see this podcast. Well, yeah, there you go. <laughs> Where do I lie in that one, though? That's what I want to know. Oh, you know, you're the pro. You're the pro. Okay. Geez, there's a lot going on. I know we only did a review on Monday, but man, we'll come to Brooks and Bryson. That is a saga. I've done a deep dive. I've charted their war from 2019, January of 2019 through. So we'll get to that in a minute. A few questions coming into us on Discord. So uh, BJ says, lads, does the weekend just gone show us that as well as technology helping, the PGA Tour courses have also become way too easy for the players It showed you can set up a course difficult without crazy rough and the most skilled and experienced still rose to the top. Well, on the point of the course and the setup, I will bring in Podrick Harrington. So I was watching his full 15 minute post round press conference on Thursday and he wasn't even asked about the course as such, but he just, apropos of nothing, just said it would be remiss of me not to mention the course. So here's what he had to say about just how well Kia was set up.
1: I can't tell you how good a setup this was this week. This was probably, the, I, I have to say, probably the best major setup I've ever seen. It, it, it may have been equaled in the past, but it couldn't have been better. Uh, I know the golf course is fantastic, but they they really set the course up that there was opportunities to make bogeys and opportunities to make birdies. It, it really was that case. that you, you know. So I, I certainly, I'd love to play this style of golf every week, and I would be a bit more competitive than playing a regular... Regular tour event, it's hard. Uh, It's a lot easier at these majors.
2: Yeah, it ties in with what Paul McGinley was saying on the coverage, Peter, that it was a canvas for Mickelson. That was the phrase he used. And we did get to see such a variety of shots across the four days. That's what I so enjoyed about it. And it is a pity we don't see this type of setup all the time. Uh,
1: Yeah, like I think a lot of the players have been harping on about this for quite some time now, that setups of the golf courses are the most important thing of all. And we look at US opens, we look at opens, the way the Masters sets up. Um but the um the US PGA have done a great job. And you know, you have to say you have to give it finally um that they actually set up the golf course really good. Mm. They've had a few clangers in their time.
0: Would you not also find credence in the argument that if the regular PGA Tour events were to set up courses with the same level of difficulty and challenge as Kiowa, we would forget to appreciate when a Kiowa setup came along. And and secondly, is it's not as if the PGA don't know that they set up their courses for birdie fests, so you can have winners in double digits under par. And that's what people want to see and that the players themselves, if they had to play week in, week out on a standard as tough as Kiowa, poor and Carrington accepted, um, they would start
1: complaining. They probably would, that it would be too difficult. Plus, you know, if you think about it, wind had a lot to do with the um, golf course this week as well. Um, And unfortunately, when the weather is very good in America, you get very little wind. They don't play too much by the coast. Mm. So
2: that has a huge effect as well. Well, that's a fair point. Harrington did talk about the wind. He said, on a windy course, I fancy myself. And he even said, even in my heyday, I liked a bit of wind to fancy myself. So there's an element of this being an outdoor sport as well. Kia without, without the wind would have been a very different proposition this week. And we might all be bemoaning it, to be honest. Uh, Matt M um, in touch. Having watched Ram underperform again in the PGA, he did finish eighth in the end, to be fair. Now, I know he was out of the tournament and I think he responded with a great 68 on the Sunday, so I do take the point, Matt. But having watched uh, Ram underperform again in the PGA, who do the boys think will win a major first, Ram or Victor Hovland? That's a good question. I still have a leaning towards Ram. Victor Hovland. You think Victor, okay. Make the case. I'd
0: I go with Hovland as well. Wow. Uh, not, not that Ram isn't obviously brilliant and has all the aspects of his game honed to win a major. It's that Hovland is on his uppers, like really on his uppers. He's He's got that, he's on, like it, it's momentum, isn't it? He's got this accelerated momentum that he enters every tournament knowing that he's improving on the last
1: one and that things are just getting better, including his short game. Hmm. I would agree with you, Fionn. I, I think he he has the I want to say he he, he seems to have more desire than John Ram. John desire. Ram when think when things are not going well it's it's like head is down and it's throw the toys out of the pram. He's definitely
2: fiery I just think there'll be a week where things do go well for John Ram because he's such a good player, you know. And I guess he has to sort out this short game thing eventually.
1: I, I, I think he made the major mistake of changing equipment, um, and I, I hope I'm wrong, really, to be honest with you, because um, I don't like to see anybody struggle. Um, but I don't. I feel that it's going to take him a little bit longer um to get settled into this equipment and hence i would go for victor hovland
2: yeah well i'm banking on the fact victor probably won't win one of the next two i mean i still think victor hovland will win major if not majors it's just say he doesn't win the next two that gives ram you know in just this two-horse race that we're talking about that gives him you know the guts of a year to really get familiar with the equipment and to build up some kind of comfort with it and so by next summer I'd be amazed if he's still the out of form I just think Ram's too good like you know that's <laughs> let's remember just how good this guy is but uh, it'll be an interesting one it'll be interesting to see how quickly uh, Victor Hovland manages to do it his chippiness unrecognizable from uh, where he was a while back and one last one before we get into Brooks and Price and Stephen Daunt would Rory benefit from playing the first two rounds of a major with Lowry and Harrington a tour with the lads type feel might relax him I mean, no. I wouldn't be upset at this stage if he did end up in a nice group like that. I think anything to get him through the first round at this stage, worth trying. You said no, Fion.
0: Oh, well, actually, I, 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 I must take it back because it was interesting to hear that Shane plays the occasional round with Rory so that they, there is that. So perhaps actually yes would be the answer is to play with with someone where... I mean, I'm assuming what Steve is suggesting is is that he can relax enough to play that golf, wherein in that friendly round he would beat you by eight shots. Because yeah. we all, so yeah, actually, I, t- I now that I think about it, I, I, I jumped the gun a little, and and answer perhaps I, yeah is the answer. It's a sign of intelligence to
2: change your mind, Fion. Mm. I mean, or, I am a, or not is... knowing stuff and just going with both well, horses, in, yeah. <laughs> jumping straight in without thinking. Uh, one, yeah. Two sides of the same coin. <laughs> that's, that's normally my way, is it not? Huh. Yeah. I mean, there's no there's no guarantee, Peter. But I, my attitude at this stage would be: can't hurt. Let's try it. We've tried everything else at the majors. Yeah, look,
1: I I think the work that he's going to do with Bob Rotella it, it will 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 um eventually change things for him. Mm. Um, and I think he will approach majors in a a little bit of a different way that he can that he can play like he is playing in a practice round with somebody, whoever that may be, whether it's with Porik or Shane or whatever. Um, but I think eventually, and, and even look, you know, Porik brought it up there about Shane. Um, he was asked a question on his uh, on, on that thing on his uh, interview after the final round. Um, like what could he tell Shane uh, and and probably other players as well, and it's to just be a little bit more relaxed in yourself and, and not be constantly getting down on yourself. I think that's somewhat happens to uh, Rory, that um, he is so good and being so good, you, you have that expectation. Yeah. Isn't that though, Peter, and I take your point, I think you're absolutely right, but isn't
0: that just the obvious thing? Is it that we all know that? Rory McElroy knows that. Every player knows that. If I could just relax more it's the problem is is i i i i struggle to stop external factors like the fact that i'm in a major i've got a scorecard in my hand i've got this player climbing the leaderboard how do i stop those things from exercising even the smallest undue influence over the way i play i mean isn't that the great challenge that every golfer faces
1: it is, but there's certain triggers that you can have. Um, I remember somebody who, who, who used to be able to play exceptionally well, and I was shocked because their whole personal life was falling apart. And I spoke to them afterwards about it, and, and, and they were telling me that um, once they closed the door of the courtesy car and they heard mm-hmm. the click, that was it. They, they had left all their problems in the car. Right? And now they were going to go play golf. And I didn't then know you had a relationship with Tiger Woods. And then when they came back and they opened the courtesy car door, that's when they let the problems back into their life.
2: Oh, that's so draining. And, and, it's and so it, it draining, worked exceptionally though. well. Huh? Yeah, it's, it's, it's amazing, I, that ability to compartmentalize. I, it's so draining to do that. And especially in yeah. golf, when you have a lot of time walking up the fairways and personal stuff can get in there if it's going on. I think... It must be one of the most difficult sports to play well at if your personal life is not in a good place. I always think like I remember it was interesting when Lee Bowyer and Jonathan Woodgate were up for like a fray and assault all those years ago at Leeds United and different strokes, different folks. Jonathan Woodgate lost a ton of weight. He couldn't bring himself to play the stress or maybe the guilt or all of it combined just ruined him. Mm -hmm. Lee Bowyer had one of the best seasons of his life in the build-up to that Mm -hmm. trial. Now, neither is wrong, neither is right. It's not a reflection of, geez, Bowyer didn't give a damn and Woodgate was repentant. It's just we all have different ways of processing stress. I, I think golf, though, I mean, you can lose yourself in 90 minutes of football four or five hours out there. I could imagine you hit a bad shot. I even find it myself sometimes if, you know, life away from the course isn't great. You hit a bad shot. I think your resilience dips more quickly. Mm-hmm. You know, you're like, yeah. oh, sad, this, everything's going wrong. You know, I think I, that, can, <laughs> that can be a thing. Um, yeah, I, yeah. So I'm, I'm amazed that example that someone could keep together. I mean, the Woods example is the most extreme. I, 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 I just, I don't know. I don't know how he did it. Mm-hmm. I agree with you, Joe. And
0: I think there is, there's a difference. I, I mean, over the course of my life, I've had tough times. And years and years ago, when I was still playing competitive football, And I was having all these kind of problems in my personal life, but once I stepped onto the pitch, it was like because it's a it's a reaction game. I could forget about everything and just play. And and you know, as soon as the ref blew the final whistle, then you you realize, oh shite, everything. (laughs) But but say for instance, when I had issues in when 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 personal life encroaches on my golf, I find it almost next to impossible to enjoy golf because. Because there's so much stillness. There is so much pause between action in golf. Hmm. So, I, I, I mean, if anybody has has the secret to what Peter described, please send it to me, care hmm. of, you know.
1: But you have to remember, you look at Tiger, and once he was inside the ropes, he was a different person. Sure. You know, and he could have the world and its mother could be, you know, on his back outside of the ropes. But he had that rope, you know, that cornered everything in Mm. so he could focus. And when you enjoy golf as much as majority of professionals do, they they can put everything
2: into a box and push it to one side. Yeah. Amazing, really. And without wanting to pry, don't give us any examples of the personal stuff that was going on. But look, over 20 years of life, life ain't always easy. No. did your form correspond to whether life was going well or not off the course at times um i to a point yeah to a point um but i i
1: i did find a um it doesn't make a difference um i on my our last pregnancy um we had very bad news um and like we were a 50-50 case everything was going to be okay and i remember going in malaysia um, going to one of the tour officials and saying, Look, this is the situation. You know, what is the situation with taking time out? You know, do I go for a medical because I thought, you know, the absolute shit was going to hit the fan? Mm-hmm. And, you know, touch, as, as, as years have gone on, um, everything turned out okay, which was remarkable. Um, but I played exceptionally well in that point you know before everything before we knew that everything was going to be okay um and i i don't know how i did it but it was a case of just uh, like like the situation of closing the car door um once i got out in the golf course you know i just had to deal with playing golf i didn't have to deal with any family issues or anything like that and then when i got back in then you know you turn back on the phone and you you try and deal with life, and it's also a whole lot more difficult because you're away from home. Hmm. You, you you know, so you're dealing. Your whole life is being dealt through a mobile phone, really. Hmm.
2: Non-subscribers, that is where we will uh, say goodbye to you. Please come join us, otbsports.com forward slash golfweekly or uh, Patreon, 3.99 plus VAT per month. Just search Golf Weekly on Patreon and you get all these uh, podcasts. We have an interview with John van de Velde lined up for next week, which we're looking forward to. I think that's a tricky one, by the way, Peter. I feel like with van de Velde, and I think you're going to do it with me because you know him pretty well, there's an elephant in the room there. And the whole time both him and the listener I mean are we all just thinking so when are you going to get the balls to ask the question and I so I kind of think is it worth just starting with it and then dealing with it and then getting oh, I, some other stuff yeah absolutely you just yeah. dive straight in there's no Jean is, no Jean is one of
1: the one of the nicest guys you'll ever meet Okay. Uh, and he loves to talk okay he's also made there's a documentary series on Netflix I think yeah in terms
0: of and he he talks very openly about the experiences and the disappointment of what happened in 99 so
2: yeah yeah i get that and for a big thing like netflix you do it i just think every interview you might be like oh god this is not all i am come on ask me something else so um well we're looking forward to talking to him so that will be uh, next week so again patreon.com forward slash golf weekly is where you'll get us